Hi, welcome back to the King Kumar podcast, where your dreams and your goals will become reality through exceptional people that I interview. And on today's podcast, I will be continuing my conversation with Brian Breach. But before, if you're new here, here's who I am. My name is Advait Kumar, and I am currently a junior at a local college near me. I started this podcast because I wanted to help make my dreams and my goals reality. So I started it so that I could talk to people who are doing just that. Now, a lot of you just had finals. A lot of people who are my age just had finals this week. And now it's time to make those dreams and those goals happen. So let's do it. And I hope you find the motivation to do that through this podcast. Here's what this podcast will be about. So, I'll be continuing my conversation with Brian Beach, who is a media influencer. He is a former musician, and he also makes prank videos on YouTube and on the internet. He's very famous in the media world. Today, I'll be talking to Brian on how he got started in the music business. We'll also be talking to him on how he pivoted from the music business to making prank videos on the internet. And then I talked to Brian on how to go viral. He shares how you need to have Easter eggs. What are Easter eggs? Well, you have to listen to the podcast to find out. From there, I talked to Brian on the importance of networking, how important it is to network to make those dreams and those goals happen. And then I talked to Brian on how he feels about being a celebrity, how he feels about people asking, are you famous? And people... How you should really approach someone who's famous. How him, as someone who's famous, would like to be approached. We also talk about how Brian got, how Brian got in, got his face on a billboard and other various fun topics. And if you listen, boys, there is something special for you in the end. So make sure to go listen to the end, and don't forget to rate and review my podcast and wherever you find your podcasts on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, leave me a five-star rating or whatever you choose and leave me a, a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and how you feel about this podcast. I want to get more and I want to read them. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast and let's learn how we can make our dreams and our goals happen. So you and your friend kind of start this rap lyrics company and what kind of growing pains are you going to to make it? Like, how did you guys make it into us? Because many people listening are entrepreneurs and I want to kind of, I want you to tell that story so that they can kind of get through whatever they're going through in their business. Right. You know, uh, it was a lot of failures, basically. Um, I don't want to say that we create an empire, but I do want to say that everything that we did led us up to all the positive things we're doing now. Right. So um, it started off, you know, we weren't getting booked on a lot of shows. So that was the biggest thing. We were we were writing lyrics in a bedroom. We were recording on one microphone in, into a, a speaker and, uh, you know, we weren't getting a lot of gigs. And all of a sudden he gets us on one gig and it started moving. We started moving. Now, the problem was that we weren't making money off these shows. Everybody wanted to do what a lot of these speakers do now. Put them on for free. Here's a free gig, free gig, free gig. And you get to a point where you can't 
pay your rent with free. You know what I mean? So what we did was we became the promoters ourselves. And instead of waiting for people to put us on shows, and this is, I, I recommend everybody doing this. Um, are you familiar with Prince Ali, the magician kid that, uh, that's online? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I told him recently, he asked me, um, he asked me at an event, he goes, yo, how do I make money off magician doing, doing magic gigs? And I said, stop waiting for people to put you on them and make your own. And he did. And he, he booked, a, he, he borrowed somebody's high rise apartment, condo in Miami. He charged everybody 40 bucks or something like that to get in. And he made like, like four or five, 600, whatever it was that night. I went and he put on his own magic show and made money. So we did the same thing. Um, that was just something I recommended to him. And I think that model works for a lot of things. So we became the promoters. We booked the door girl. I put my face as big as, you know, the, the headliners on the flyer. And I started making shows. I started making money throwing my own shows. And boom, I was put on. But here comes the failure. It didn't last forever because South Florida is very hard to maintain hip hop shows like that. And we moved on to the next thing. We started an independent label. We had like eight artists or something underneath us. And we were doing well for a bunch of months. We were performing, we were making music, and I couldn't figure out how to monetize it. So through not figuring out how to monetize it, I failed. But you know what I learned? I learned throughout that process how to build social media for a ton of people. I, I learned how to build social media and Twitter for myself. I learned how to build Instagram for five people. And that got me eventually to my social media business, which made me a lot of money in the last couple of years. So um, then we started Hip Hop Blog. I, didn't, I couldn't figure out how to monetize that either, but we got a lot of connections. I, uh, I made tons of connections with, with hip hop artists. I was able to network more. We went to A3C in Atlanta and I got a lot of connections down there. So it's crazy within all these little failures that I had, I had so many little successes that taught me how to succeed now. So even failures from seven, eight years back, when we started the printing business, we failed because we were in this office, this beautiful warehouse for like nine months, but the building sold out from under us all because we didn't sign a lease. So now in the future, what do you think I'm gonna do if I ever get another warehouse space or a big beautiful office space? I'm gonna sign a lease and I'm not gonna let anyone kick me out of there. So it's a learning process. So I all these things that I did, all the process of, of going through the hip hop world and failing and putting out an album, making a little bit of money, learning how to how to you know how to put together a cover and how to create all these tracks you know i put out an album i did well it was cool people loved it but it didn't make millions of dollars did i fail no i learned how to make music and put out an album and it's an experience that i'm going to cherish for the rest of my life but i learned so, um when people are building a business um do you feel like what is the number one thing they need to do like is it networking is it building a social media like learning how to run social media ads what is the number one thing that people need to learn to make them the most successful right you know that question is funny because i don't think that there is a number one thing how how i look at it is this like a lot of people ask me i don't know where to start how do i get started and that's like always the thing that i get i don't know how to get started and my answer to that is just like the nike slogan it's just do it if you're starting a business Obviously, you, you want to start from the beginning, but if you can't figure out how to start from the beginning, start from the middle. You just go, unless you have to do things in chronological order. So let's say you're starting a legitimate business. What do you think you need to do? You need to either figure out if you're going to create an LLC, a corporation, an S-Corp and all that stuff. So you're going to go on SunBiz in Florida here and you're going to get the business rolling that way. Um, if you have a clothing line, 
You want to figure out where the hell you're going to order hats from. You want to maybe order a couple hats from China and you want to do a test run to see if they fit your head or not. Uh, what do you need to do when you start a clothing line? You need to come up with the designs on the shirt. Then you need to find a manufacturer. You need to figure out where the heck you're going to get all your t-shirts from. And you want to you want to get your resale certificate. And then you want to do uh, you want to do everything step by step. So uh, if I had to give one answer, where do I start? You just start. That's where you start. Any pick anywhere in the equation. Just get it done, and I promise you, as you're moving forward, things will start to reveal themselves to you, and things will unfold, and you'll figure out what to do next. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So now, kind of, let's go into like your transition phase, like anything they would call an entrepreneurship, your pivoting phase. So, how did you go from um, music into a media star? So, how did that whole thing happen? How did you transition into yeah, that? It was a fun. It was a fun transition. So basically, what it was is. And and what I like to tell people is that is that sometimes you're not failing. Sometimes you just have to know when to quit. Sometimes you just have to know when to pivot. And I felt in my heart that I reached my time. So I, I had released my last album the end of 2016, early 2017. And I thought to myself, wow, I already have I'm already verified on Facebook and Instagram. I already have like 54,000 followers. What am I going to do with this? Am I going to just quit and, and my followers are never going to see me again? Or am I going to continue on something? So my natural transition for me was comedy because I used to, you know, I used to shoot these funny skits with my dad when I was a kid. I always implemented funny stuff into my uh, into my albums. There was always like little funny lines and I, I always had this sense of humor like my dad. So I felt like I should transition into shooting comedy sketches and, and online material and viral videos and stuff like that. So I, I literally immediately just started shooting viral videos and my audience was confused. They were like, what the hell is going on with you? I shot something where I went into a restaurant and I pretended that my fiance was cheating on me with my dad and I caused a massive scene. All my followers didn't know it was a skit. All my followers thought it was real. So they were so confused on how I was just making music and now I'm shooting these viral skits. But time went by, they got used to it. They started realizing that that's what I'm doing now. And then I think it was June or July or May, June or something of, of 2018, I was given the opportunity to do a TED Talk. While I was doing a TED Talk, I was still shooting all these viral skits. And then four or five months later, something I shot in front of Target went internationally viral. And the combination of my TED Talk and the combination of the thing that went viral started getting me speaking gigs around the country. And the craziest thing was I knew that I was going to get opportunities off the viral thing, but I never knew in a million years that I would be speaking about how to go viral around the country. So I could have, after that thing went viral, I could have fell off the map, but I used that. I used the momentum to, to help people and to keep keep the ball rolling. And it's been rolling ever since. Interesting, interesting. Thank you so much. So can you get into what you did at Target? Because that is very exciting. And I think most of the people who are going to be listening to my podcast newly from your audience are, are very, that's how they found you. So um, how did that whole Target thing happen? And that's with homelessness, correct? Yeah, that, that was the homeless one. And uh, basically what happened was every around every New Year's or Christmas, I try to do something positive. One year, I bought 100 hamburgers and I passed them out to homeless people. Um, you know, I've thrown events for the homeless people, homeless people before, you know, because it's, it's just an issue that bothers me. And uh, so I woke up one morning, I saw a Facebook video, and normally with all my other viral videos, I usually plan them out. And I usually, it takes some weeks to pre plan and practice like the heat prank. And um, so I woke up, I got inspired. 
Um, I called my videographer. I got super lucky that she was available. I went to Walgreens and I got a sign, a uh, cardboard box, and it said, and I wrote on it saying, I'm homeless, please help me and my family for the holidays, anything would help. And I put dirt all over my clothes, uh, dirt on my face, I ripped up my hat, my clothes, my everything, and I stood outside of Target holding that sign, and uh, anyone that came over to me thinking I was homeless that gave me a dollar or 50 cents, um, as they were walking away, I stopped them, and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know, just because you're such a giving person and you thought I was homeless and you know it's such a sweet thing that you did, I want to give you $100 today so you can finish shopping at Target. So I ended up handing out $500 and I got great reactions. I had one guy was hugging me, he was crying, he said he's going to give the money to somebody else. One guy had a son with him and told me how teachable a moment it was. And long story short, it got picked up by Channel 7 News and then within the next four days or five days, I got calls from Fox, CNN, Yahoo, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, Miami Herald, every news station in the country, I had messages from uh, Russia, Greece, Hawaii, and it was just bizarre. And then I set up a GoFundMe page to actually raise money for homeless people afterwards, but that money ended up going to a charity called the Sonoran Initiative, where I gave it to young, up and coming entrepreneurs that live uh, hard lives and, and it, uh, it helped with uh, transportation and all this stuff. So I was able to use the momentum of that video to do some good with it. Wow, that is just awesome. You know, I want to ask you this. Um, what did I experience teach you? Um, well, the takeaway that, that I learned that, that you know, I, I knew that was already instilled in me, but it, it made me see it from another side that, that there are, number one, there are caring people out in this world. You know, even though we just see negative on social media all day long and we think the world's a horrible place, there is positive in this world. Um, I love the guy that came up to me and said that he's going to pay it forward. And I'm a huge believer in paying it forward. Um, I had an experience when I was younger that I talked about on the Brad Lee podcast in which, um, you know, I had a car and the brakes fell out of my car. I was broke at that time. I worked at a restaurant and some guy overheard me when I brought my car in. Actually, my car was so bad that they wouldn't let me leave my car. I had no brakes in my car and I put my head on the camera. I was about to cry. I didn't know how I was going to get to work. They were about to take my car because my car was almost on fire. And some guy gave me over a thousand dollars to fix the brakes on my car that I never met a day in my life. I don't know who this man was. He was just standing next to me. He he overheard the conversation and said, here's a thousand dollars. I want to help fix your brakes. I'm like, no, I can't let you do that. I'll work for you. Thank you. And he goes, listen, I don't want nothing. I don't want any kind of payback. All I want from you is that when you get older and you're in a position to help people, all I want from you is to go help somebody else. And I was blown away. Can you imagine a stranger gives me a thousand dollars and tells me all I want you to do in the future is to help more people? It changed my life change the way I see things. And you know, the day that I gave $500 out, it was just another another thing that I've done to, to pay pay it forward from that day. Interesting, interesting. How can people spread positivity? You know, um, it's kind of sad because we live, America has been more divided than it ever has with both oh, parties yes. fighting. And yes. I think my, my statement is that we need both parties to come together. And the once we in unity, that's how we're going to solve these topics like racism and all these things. So how can people spread positivity and help make the world a better place? And how can we come together as a country and fight even now with this coronavirus? How can we come together and fight? and come together and really solve these problems. It's scary because first of all, positivity has to start within us. And I think we need, I think it's gonna take some time for this racism to go away because racism is the number one thing that kills me. Like I, I cannot stand it. And racism is taught, right? So racism is taught from generation to generation. And I think as time passes, finally and eventually, 
that we'll get to a point. I think people in America need to understand that, okay, so, you know, everybody has their own definition of what's great about America. My definition of what I think is great about America is when I walk into Publix and I see everybody from every race, black men, Jamaican, Haitian, Indian, uh, 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 Colombian, Mexican, everybody in public shopping peacefully. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes my heart happy. When I look around and I just see everybody getting along, right? And I think, Everybody in America just needs to understand that this is what America is. We are a melting pot. We are not just white. We are not just black. We are not just, we are everybody. This is what America is. So you accept it or don't. You have to understand that that's what needs to happen. As far as politics, I personally wish that one day we can get rid of the two-party system because the two-party system just caused fighting and all that is is partisan nonsense. Nobody gets along both sides, both Democrats and Republicans. I wish that we could figure out a way, it may take time, but I wish we could figure out a way to get rid of uh, uh, a system that makes people fight and then the minute they want something, they have to come together. No, I don't, I don't think it should work like that. I think we should always be working together on a consistent basis, but we have to come up with a smarter system because obviously this whole Democrat, Republican, you know, fighting each other and, and you're gonna die for your party because you won't show that you care about a Democrat. I think that needs to be fixed. And that's a whole deeper seated issues. That I don't even know how we're gonna get to. But anyway, as far as the coronavirus and everyone being positive, I think everybody seems to come together in these massive times of need. Um, I wish everyone would just stay together for longer periods of time. But with the bipartisan stuff, I think it's gonna it's getting harder and harder for people to get along, you know? Yeah, you know, I might have an idea and I think that it starts off with the teaching the young, the youth. So like yeah. when we ever have like a kindergarten or, or even like a preschool license, if we can talk to them and make them spread that positivity because they're the next generation. They're gonna keep on, they're gonna grow and grow and grow. So if we can build that and instill them young right. because that's when the brain can can uh, uh, absorb as much information. If we can teach them positivity and even money, like I, I feel like a lot of reasons why we have racism is to, is to strive for money. If we can teach them to help others before money and before wanting money, I think that's how we start. And that's how we start to make a change. And I think that I mean, it even starts with people my age and your age, all these young people, because I feel like one of the things that I learned from, from Andrew Yang, who is a recent political candidate, is that more and more people don't want this typical politics. They I don't know. care. They don't like, especially millennials, they don't they don't care like who's the president or not. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter to them. And but I the older that, generation, they're, they're stuck in their ways and they keep voting against their own interests because they're comfortable with the way things are and they don't really that they're voting against their own interests every single time and it blows my mind sorry yeah 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 again like i feel like if we teach positivity to these kids yeah. then that's where we start and that's where we start to break away and that's where we start to build a different world i think that it's gonna take time definitely but i think that it starts with the little generation like the preschoolers the two-year-olds all these kids so tell your cousins teach your cousins guys to spread positivity and it starts with us educating the youth because i am the next generation who will oh. be running for president in just a few years not not me personally but my generation you should yeah that's just my idea anyway so um i, I have a question so most people want to create content that goes viral you know 
know, for my podcast, I want my podcast to go viral. Um, what are the steps to making something going viral? How does that happen? You know, it doesn't happen just in one sitting, but what goes into that process? Right. So I'd like to be honest about the way. I, so so the way I went viral, you know, it's it, it was. It was basically this, because because what happened was my story went viral on the news, and the reason it went viral on the news because I got there there was kind of like an opening in the news cycle that day where something very negative didn't happen. Had the coronavirus struck the day that I went viral, I wouldn't have went viral because that would have been the news story. So in a sense, I got lucky a little bit because of the fact that it was a positive story during that time and the news cycle wasn't bad. But that's just the way I went viral. How I recommend other people to go viral and to increase your video views. The number one thing that I always teach people when I'm talking talking is to drop Easter eggs inside of your videos that you're shooting. And what I mean by Easter eggs is this. So if you're shooting a funny video, you could shoot, everybody shoots content, right? Podcast people, uh, real estate people, Forex people, every whatever field you're in. It's funny. I asked this question recently. I was like, everybody in here shoots content, right? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what do you do to shoot content? And he's like, I don't shoot content. I'm a banker. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> like the one person that I wanted to ask anyway. So my story, my, my point is everybody creates content. This is what you want to do. If you have a video, what, what boosts up a, a viral video and what mostly boosts up a viral video is people arguing in the comments. If you study videos hard enough and you watch all the viral videos, it's normally people arguing in the comments. And I don't mean videos of people puking. I don't mean like a dog shit. I, I, what I mean is like a video that you make, a funny video that goes viral, not an accidental viral video. Because you could go viral accidentally by punching your friend in the face. That's gonna go viral, right? But that's not what we want. We wanna strategically go viral. And what I mean by that is you drop Easter eggs in your videos, and this is what I mean. So, and I've used this example a hundred times before, but I'll use it again. So if you're a real estate agent, right, and you're trying to sell a mansion, and you're standing in front of the mansion, and you're on the lawn, and you're shooting, you're shooting, you're shooting, and you're like, hey everyone, this is the mansion I'm trying to sell, but let's say accidentally, you didn't realize it, but you had a big stain on your shirt, right here, a big stain. And then when you go back to the editing room, or when you're editing your video on, on Premiere, whatever, you're like, uh, oh man, I gotta reshoot that, I have a stain on my shirt. What I would tell the real estate agent is do not reshoot it. Leave the stain on your shirt because that's going to cause 50 people to comment because those people would never have commented before because the internet loves negativity. They feed off it. So if you shoot a video and you got a big stain on your shirt, leave it because you're going to get 50 comments because of the stain. Now, let's take it a step further, right? Let's say you're shooting, you got a stain on your shirt, and then somebody in the background is walking their dog, and then the dog takes a crap right in the middle of your video in the background. And you're like, oh no, this isn't professional. I can't put this out. Someone's gonna see the dog crapping in the background. No, do not edit that out because this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna get 50 people that are talking about the stain. Now you're gonna get 100 people talking about the dog. And then the people that saw the stain didn't see the dog and the people that saw the dog didn't see the stain. So what's gonna happen is they're gonna start talking amongst one another in the comments. And instead of getting two comments or eight comments, you're gonna get 200 comments because of all these little Easter eggs dropped in your video. Now, what if you didn't, uh, what, if, what if the stain in the dog was not an accident? What if every video that you shoot and every piece of content you shoot, you purposely put these little Easter eggs all over your videos, spark comments, to spark visuals, and, and you get people to see this stuff. And it could be anything. It could be like a, a baseball got thrown in front of your face and you don't even flinch. Somebody's gonna be like, yo, did anyone see a baseball get thrown in front of that guy? There was a baseball that just went by. 
hey, anyone saw that baseball? And that becomes like this whole thing. So if you put a baseball in there, a dog shitting, a stain, and then you put a patch of grass that's blue instead of green, and then you put a, and then you're standing in an anthill, there's seven different things in your video that people are gonna catch out the corners of their eye, and you're gonna start noticing people comment about that. Now, you may not sell the house to any of these people, but there's gonna be enough comments, enough people arguing, enough negativity, enough people po uh, poking around in the comments that it's gonna boost your video up in the algorithm and increase your video views. So that is always my recommendation to get more views. Drop tons of Easter eggs. It could be in your audio too, if you're doing a podcast you know, touch on 10 subjects instead of two subjects because somebody is gonna hear the 10th subject and talk about that. When if you had left it out, they'd only talk about two subjects. So you gotta throw all these little things in there to create to create talk. And I don't mean negativity as in, you know, you said something racist like an idiot and people are coming to trash you. No, I just mean like, you know, semi-negativity because you got a stain on your shirt. You know someone's gonna come and talk crap, you know? So that's just how people are. So Easter eggs, Easter eggs is my number one tip. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. That was amazing. Thank you. So number one tips, guys, drop some e Easter eggs. You know, it's funny. Like if you look at a lot of the movies, like most movies you see drop Easter eggs, like um, Avengers. They, they Always. Drop, they drop Easter Yeah, yeah. They drop Easter eggs for like future movies. Like I think that just Endgame, Endgame was the recent one. I think they dropped one thing about Spider-Man. Didn't even learn from the movie industry. And um, yeah, um, how in your life, because um, I know how I met you through Chef the Entrepreneur. How, how important do you think that networking is in the game of entrepreneurship? Networking is like number one, man. And, and there's various ways to network. I, I don't think you can only network on social media. I think you network on social media and then you solidify your relationship in person. And that, that gives you the connection because it makes you feel a little bit closer. I've noticed, you know, when I was younger, I was, I was one of those guys that was like, I just wanna hang around girls, girls, everything's girls, right? And, um, you know, I would always think in my head, you know, uh, keep your circle small, keep your circle small, keep your circle small. Now, yes, you do keep your tight circle small, your, your good friends, but your outer circle, your networking circle, keep it big. And I was always like, I don't need to chill with that guy. What do I need to chill with that guy? What do I need to chill? And I'm thinking in my head, like, like as I got older, I'm like, what am I doing? These are people that I can, network with these are resources that guy's a millionaire and that guy makes six figures and that guy owns a business and that guy has a successful car wash business or whatever and as i got older i started realizing like stop with this mentality of girls and not hanging out with more people in your life that you need to go out and network because as your as your money grows these are your resources these are the people that you're going to reach out to and I, i've always been very big on doing everything by yourself doing everything by yourself i hate asking favors i hate asking for money but as you get into this entrepreneurial world, you realize that you have to do it. This is what you need to do to expand. You know, it, even even something like this, you reached out to me and maybe I have a friend in, in five weeks from now that's like, hey, you know any podcasts I could be on? Guess what? I'm gonna push them to you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if me and you hadn't met, he wouldn't have met you. And then this that becomes like a spider web and you have 10 guests. And then I'm, all, I'm also looking, looked at as valuable because I'm pushing them to you. And yeah. I, I bring value to their table because I can get them on your podcast. So yeah, it's like yeah. this 
It's like a string of things that happen and you need to network. It's super important. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like I don't realize, I don't think people realize how easy it is to network on, on Instagram because we have talked on Instagram a lot before. Like I know it took you, like when I first DM'd you, it took a little bit. But anyway, like right after I, 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 I was in a podcast with Jeff and I kind of listened to your whole story. Amazing story, Brian, by the way. Thank you. I, I really got inspired and I really wanted to talk to you and I'm glad that I DM'd you. I think people need to realize, like, hey, this person might respond. I'm going to send them a DM and I think it's about, you have to bring them value because that's how they will respond to you. That's it. And, and stuff like that too. You know, it's funny. Let's get into the DMs that you've had. You have some pretty funny DMs. <laughs> you always post a one. But anyway, like, um, what do you think? Like, I know you're not supposed to discuss um, getting the blue check mark, but, um, how do you feel like when people kind of DM you and be like, hey, are you famous? And how do you kind of deal with that? Yeah, it's funny because that whole thing started when I when I first got verified. And for a long time, I kept getting that question. And, you know, although the question was good in a sense that it helped me do this prank, like it, that turned into this thing called the Are You Famous prank. And that went kind of viral. And that was like one of my first big things. So I'm kind of glad that happened. But anyway, so when people, you know, this whole fame thing, whatever you want to call it. When people write me, are you famous? It, it kind of annoys me because it annoys me because what, number one, what does that matter? And number two, why don't you ask me how my day is? Why don't you say, hi, my name is John. Uh, nice to meet you, Brian. But by writing, are you famous? The reason I write back those sarcastic responses is because that's my way of being like, that's my way of being like, bro, that's not what you write to somebody as a first message. Are you famous? Like, what, what am I, what are you, someone supposed to say that? So anyway, so that's when I start messing with them. And then I Photoshop my head on a, uh, next to a celebrity's body. And I always play with them in the conversation. And it's funny, that became like a thing. I used to, I was posting on my Facebook and I started getting so many messages like, yo, you need to turn this into a prank. And I did. So when people write, are you famous? It's so stupid because what does it matter? You know, like do do research. If you think I'm famous, good. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's cool if someone thinks thinks I'm famous. That's awesome. You know, I can still walk through around the country and no one knows who the hell I am. But it, it's it's just a weird thing to write someone. And I don't think that's the right way to network. And I, I don't even think it's a good way to network. Like somebody just writing the word hi or hey or what you're doing. No, like you want to network by saying hi. My name is John. Pleasure to meet you. I just wanted to let you know I'm a fan of your stuff. You're awesome. By the way, can I ask you a question? If you come at me that way, I will write back 99.9% .9 of the time. But if you just write, yo, what up? Or you just write, hey, like, what? that's not how yeah. you network, man. You mm -hmm. gotta do it as smart. You have to network very strategically. I think some of the younger people don't quite get it. But as they get older, they're going to see what works and what doesn't when they're trying to reach out to people they want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the mistake that I made when I first DM'd you. But now I kind of learned from that and I kind of learned from tips and how to structure um, a, a DM. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think that it's important for people to find the right way to network. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I think. Um, so uh, I think well, before we wrap this up, I want to ask you a couple last questions and kind of the rapid fire. Um, what would you say like the importance of LinkedIn is in, in, in the world of business and entrepreneurship? You know, it's funny. LinkedIn is my least used platform, right? I use it the least, but the reason I use it the least is because Again, I'm kind of my own boss and I've always looked at LinkedIn as, you know, the place to get a job. And so don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing LinkedIn whatsoever. I don't want to claim to be a LinkedIn expert. I have stuff up there. I post it a couple times. I make posts here and there, but 
I've never personally used LinkedIn the right way or the way it should be used to network like other people have. Instagram has always been my number one tool. So if I start talking about LinkedIn, it's just gonna be a, a, a false claims because I'm not a, I'm not the biggest LinkedIn person, but um, I know it's beneficial. Do you use LinkedIn often? Um, I use a little, I, I use it, yeah. I, I'm using it to kind of network with people I wanna work for. Like if I wanna work at VaynerMedia, so I'm trying to really connect with those people who work at Vayner because I know that I'll have that personal connection when I kind of go and apply for that job. So that's why I'm kind of using uh, a LinkedIn and stuff. Um, and yeah. Um, message uh, message Josh Ordonez. He, uh, he, I believe he worked for Vayner Media or, or no, he does um, Empathy Wines. He helps with Empathy okay. Wine. Okay, yeah. I'll DM him. I'll DM him. Thank you. No problem. Um, yeah, so... Um, uh, okay, so I know you told a story on the, on Jeff's podcast about the billboard um, story and how you put up a billboard. Can of talk to me about that? How did that whole thing go down? Yeah, so <laughs> that was a funny story. So after the whole video went viral, I got messages from a lot of a lot of people like kind of help wanting to manage me or help manage me or whatever. And it was just a bunch of BS messages. So it kind of annoyed me. So I thought to myself, maybe I, maybe I do need a manager. Maybe it's time to be managed and, and use this uh, momentum to keep going. So I I kind of want, I, I was doing all a bunch of viral things and I wanted to, I wanted to take things super over the top. And I'm like, what, what Brian Breach kind of way can I find a manager? So I thought of an idea to put up a billboard and put my head on a naked body, and basically from the uh, from the the old um, what's it called? Uh, oh my God, why can't I remember his name now? Uh, there's a carpet guy, Don Bailey. He has like a naked body. It's like a famous billboard in Miami. And I put my face on the naked body, and the message on the billboard said, "I am looking for a non-shady manager, but I've been coming up bare." In quotes, um, you know, because I was naked on the billboard, and that got me so many opportunities. Got me so many messages. I linked up with even more shady managers, um, even though that's not what I was looking for. And I ended up not getting a manager, but it led me to a partner of mine. I was on, I got put on her TV show, Dining Divas, and now we're partners in my new show. So that led me to her. It got me a ton of followers. I got a ton of messages. People still know me from that. So it was, it was cool to put up. I had a great experience. And not only that, I protested the billboard as this character I came up with, Patrick Patty Patterson. And uh, we did a whole protest outside the billboard. And uh, it was it was pretty interesting, interestingly crazy. It was a fun time. Perfect, thank you. So I want to get into your new venture with the TV show. Um, how did you kind of start that? Because many people want to start their own TV show, but they don't know where to start. I know it's going to take them. It's, it takes a lot of work, and I think they need to build up um, a plot. Like they need to build their presence. But how did you? How did that whole TV show come along? And how did you make that happen? Right. So so after the thing went viral, I kept thinking to myself, like, you know what? It, it, again, it's the concept of like the hip hop shows like from before. Stop waiting for people to put you on and put yourself on. So that's that's what I did. I said, you know what? I'm t- I don't want to wait to get booked on any kind of TV show. I want, you know, I want my face out there more. Let me create another one. And what do I know? I know the whole viral concept thing. Um, I went viral. So I came up with an idea of a viral competition show where content, young up and coming content creators, funny content creators will compete against one another for viral challenges. And we're going to issue them challenges. It's going to be like a brother and sister team. Could be a brother and brother team. Could be cousins. Could be friends, family. And they're going to, we're going to issue them some of the viral challenges and some of the viral videos I shot. They're going to go out and shoot it. We're going to have three celebrity influencer judges to to judge them so now we have a deal on the table knock on wood i don't want to jinx it but we may be under a streaming platform umbrella 
and um, and I haven't even shot one episode yet. So um, again, you know, like you said, learning it's a process i have i've never created a tv show before no idea what i'm doing but guess what i started from somewhere i just started and i went in and i started working on it and now here i am on the verge of a possible deal so you know we'll we'll see what happens but i'm super excited about it that is awesome that is awesome brian um what went into like creating this tv show like how did you make it kind of happen like i, I don't have to talk about how you got the deal because i think that's kind of private but like how did you come up like, I know you said how you come up with the idea, but how did you, like, after the idea, like, what was the process in coming up with a TV show, just for people who are curious? Right. So, so the first thing was create the social media pages. Um, so I created the Facebook, created the Twitter, created the uh, Instagram. Um, I kind of went backwards. Instead of getting everything situated for the show, I, I got the influencers early. So I wanted to lock down these big influencers so I can use those names as a selling point, you know? So I locked down the influencers. Um, uh, always, you're gonna need the artwork, you're gonna need the logo, and that's big. The logo is big, that's your brand forever. You know, Nike, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, whatever, ridiculousness, the TV show, you know? So uh, I got with my, my graphic designer, it took us a couple of weeks, we came up with the logo, uh, we came up with the, the, um, the, the icon for the logo, um, or whatever you wanna call it, the avatar, the icon. Um, and then what did we do from there? Um, I got the partner, Christine, uh, Christine Curran. We started working on it. Um, I'm trying to think what else was the process. Oh, then we sat with the production company and we were trying to figure out who's gonna shoot it. We sat with them for two meetings, but then all of a sudden we got this meeting with another guy who may put up all the money for the cameras and equipment and studio and all that stuff. So it's been a very slow process, but nonetheless, a process. I had to build the Instagrams. I had to promote it. I had to push it. I had, you know, make the phone calls happen. So it's like a step-by-step process, the best I know how. I even started watching a ton of reality shows. I went on YouTube. I literally go. I literally put on YouTube how to create a reality show, and I'm watching videos of people that create reality shows. That's how I learned. Mm-hmm. So you know, there is no specific order to it. I just literally went in and started doing anything I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, that's awesome. Creating viral stuff and learning because on Google, you can literally learn everything. You can learn how to run social media ads. You can learn how to run a podcast, how to grow it, how to make a YouTube channel. And I think that's the problem we have today. People are too scared to learn because they'll fail. But everything you need to know is on Google. And right. um, Brian, yeah, Brian, I wanted to ask you, um, are you are you in big into um, TikTok? I started TikTok a couple months back. I'm at like 5,000 followers right now. I think TikTok is a great platform because the algorithms are out of whack right now. And I think anybody could really blow up off there right now. I remember I only had like three, four, 500 followers and one of my videos hit like 153,000 views with 300 followers. How does that happen? So I think TikTok right now is the right platform for up and comers to get on because you could really be, you could really shine on there. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so Brian, um, I want to go back to the music. Um, just share how can people make a successful, um, successful song go viral? Like, how can they make that song be heard by as many people as they can? Does that go into sunnets? What is the difference between what you said about creating viral content on YouTube versus viral content on music? Yeah, music's a little different because yeah, you can get lucky like uh, uh, Nas X 
and create a viral dance and it catches on and people people take it. So that, that that's a uh, semi amount of luck by creating a dance, but it really has to do with marketing dollars, man. You you know, people think that everything just goes viral to viral, goes viral to go viral. What a lot of people don't realize is that you have to put mass amounts of money behind the scenes in music, you know? If you put out a song, you gotta pay for marketing dollars. You gotta pay for maybe uh, uh, Facebook ads. You gotta push it on Instagram. You gotta push it on every single platform. To make a song go viral, it's a little trickier, but I believe you, uh, believe me, there's a lot of marketing dollars behind some of these viral songs. Okay, and, and you've kind of grown your presence a lot through social media and marketing itself. So kind of, what is the secret sauce that you do to kind of grow your presence on social media? Um, what do you What's the secret sauce for you to kind of grow grow your following? Yeah, there's, there's so many different, I mean, Jesus, there's so many different ways. Back in the days, I used to literally target followers of people that I thought, you know, people said I sound like Eminem. So I used to go to Eminem's page and follow all his followers and they would follow me back. And then I'd go in the explore page and I start liking everyone's stuff and then I would spend hours liking pictures. There's all sorts of ways to do it. Um, nowadays, it kind of, the momentum, you know, re reposting stuff. Um, if somebody tags me, I repost their thing. I tag them, they repost. I tag as many people on my stories as possible, so they repost it, and I get followers that way. Um, I'm constantly up in people's comments, bigger pages, where if they post something quick, I, you know, I literally drop a comment, and, you know, I get tons of followers that way. Um, there's Mass Story Viewer. There's contests you can run. Um, there's paid promotions on pages. There's there's multiple, multiple, multiple ways. But the main way is to keep putting out content. Be consistent with your content, and you'll see that your following your following count will grow. Awesome, awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, um, Brian. Um, yeah. So uh, before we end this, I wanted to ask you, um, kind of, can can you give some tips to young entrepreneurs listening to this? Like just a few tips, a few rapid fire tips that can help them start their own business to start their own business um, stay in the entrepreneurial space make sure you're networking and be around people that started their own businesses so they can get advice use YouTube tutorials as your guide um, Google is your friend never forget that Google is your friend and the most important thing is to just do it don't worry about what people say don't worry about the negativity of your friends. If your friends want to go party one weekend, but you think it's more important to figure out how to start an LLC and do the research, do that. Stop worrying about partying. Stop worrying about the wrong things. You're young. Don't worry about girls right now. Focus on your business. Focus on the grind. Focus on the hustle. Stay motivated. Wake up every morning and, and, and you know, have laser focus on what you want, the goals you want to achieve, and, and make sure you're watching the Instagram pages and the stories of people that have done what you want to do. You can't get better in basketball playing elementary school students. You're only going to get better playing Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I kind of, I'm sorry, I want to ask you a few, just two more questions. Um, So recently, I'm, I'm sure that it seems like you're a very big basketball fan. Um, what have you been doing since Kobe died to continue his legacy? Because like um, I was talking about with someone else and you know, I think many people are saying rest in peace Kobe, but I think the best way we can remember Kobe is to live off his legacy. And I kind of want to know like, what are you doing in your part to live the legacy from Kobe? Right. Well, the thing with the, okay, so the thing with Kobe Bryant, I'm a Miami Heat fan, so I've been Miami Heat number one. I love Kobe. I wasn't like I wasn't those. I wasn't like a diehard Kobe fan only because I was a Heat fan. But 
I knew his I knew his words, his concept, uh, the whole Mamba thing on how he's so laser focused. So after he passed, it wasn't that I you know, did specific things to continue on his legacy. But what it did, it, it did teach me a massive lesson that if somebody of that caliber and somebody that big with millions of dollars and, and, and businesses out the wazoo and he's killing it and the family can be taken off this earth so quick and so tragically, which literally made me sick to my stomach that day and I shed a tear and I wasn't even close to this man, then you need to stop what you're doing and live your life. So after he passed away, you know, there, there's been other people in my life that passed away that made that gave me that kind of life-changing feeling. His was definitely a life-changing feeling and it made me realize that, you know, you just need to stop and go hard at what the hell you want. Now, as far as continuing continuing his legacy, you know, there's, there's nothing specifically I've done to continue his legacy, but his name will forever live in my brain and push me to move forward. Yeah, 2020 is just crazy, man. I think we should just skip to 2021. It's just <laughs> crazy. Anyway, let's kind of end this on a positive note. Brian, you're a man with the ladies. What do you have to say <laughs> to the guys listening to this podcast? How can they get their dream woman or dream girl? What are the steps that guys must take? That's a good, <laughs> That's a pretty good question. That's a broad question. Okay, so what I recommend when it comes to girls, if I have to give any young person an advice, is to literally be yourself. Don't, I trust me, I talk to girls behind the scenes. I love getting to know girls. I love listening to what they're saying, right? And if you listen to what a girl says, they're gonna tell you they don't want guys to bullshit. They don't want guys to throw stupid pickup lines. They want a funny guy, yeah, but they don't want guys to come in there and be like, what's up, girl? It's so corny. You you know, what girls like is authenticity. And I, what I've noticed the most is that when I'm, when I, when I say something different that no other guy said, or I start talking about the stars and the moon and astronomy and astrology, and I start talking about all kinds of things, most girls are like, wow, I didn't think that there was that side of you. I, you, you just seem like this silly social media guy, but then when I start talking to people, I get the same thing every time. I, I didn't think you were the way you were. So what you wanna do is be yourself, be honest. And what I mean by being honest is this, girls like when you're upfront, I promise you. Don't beat around the bush. If you like a girl, if you're in seventh grade and you wanna just ask a girl to the prom or the dance or the homecoming, be honest and just do it like Nike says again. Walk up to a girl or slide in her DM and say, hey, listen, I wanna be 100% honest with you. I think you you have the best positive vibes. You let off such a good aura. I, I honestly wanna to get to know you better. I, I you know, Can I have your number? Be straight up and do not be scared of rejection because look, I could be the most popular guy in the world. I could have millions of followers, but there's always gonna be girls out there that do not like me because I'm a little skinnier than they want. Or I know some girls that only want men with tattoos. I know girls that only want a big shade, ball head tattoos built. I'm not that guy. So no matter how many, how, how cool I am, how smart I am, there's always gonna be five rejections out of 10. There's always gonna be six rejections out of 10. So do not let that stop you. You're gonna get rejected, deal with it. You're just gonna have to suck that part up. But other than that, be yourself. Tell the girl honestly how you feel. Don't lie, don't bullshit, and, and just be be normal. You know, girls are just like us. They want people to talk to them too. Girls want guys to come up to them for the most part, unless you're harassing them, obviously. But girls want somebody to talk to, you know? So mm -hmm. be yourself and be honest, and that will get you further than any lying or bullshitting your game will ever get you. Thank you, Brian. But and also, you want to, you still, and, but when you get to know them, you still want to, 
you know, don't smother them, let them come to you. That's another thing. Sometimes you gotta let them come to you. Sometimes you do have to play that game a little bit where, you know, slow down on the messaging. If they haven't written you back in a couple hours, don't write them a second or third time. Let them come to you and that's the way you get somebody to, to, to like you. Thank you. And before we end this, um, kind of make this really short. Why should people, this this podcast, as I mentioned in the, in the beginning, is about making dreams a reality and making your goals happen. Why should people make their goals a reality? It can be a quote, anything, just make it really, uh, you can say anything you want, but why should people make their dreams a reality? Because the main thing is you. we only hear once, right? You, you barely remember the ages of zero, you know, one to six. You know, when you're 80 years old, your quality of life decreases. So you really only have that good time period between like your teens and say late 70s. If, if God willing, you have good health. You have such a short period on this earth. Kobe Bryant is the number one proof of that. This man was 40 years old, just starting out his life, done with the NBA, about to go, go hard in his, his business career and he gets taken off the earth. Why not make your dreams a reality? There's nothing, that's what we need to do. Everybody has to have their own reason why we're on this earth. And your reason for being on this earth is your own, but a majority of those reasons is because we're here to to do good in our own lives and then help other people around us. Okay, and Brian, before I let you go, um, I want to really thank you for coming on my podcast, and I want to acknowledge how um, how an, how of an amazing person you are, and thank how you. even though I, I even though I might be just new to the podcasting and new into the social media world, I want to thank you for connecting with me, and I want to thank you like I consider you one of my closest friends. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to see where our fu- where your future. I'm, I'm, I wish you all the best with your um, your uh, TV show and any and good luck, Brian. And before and before I let you go, how can people find you on social media? And um, yeah, kind of give your social so that they can follow you below. Yes, the the, the main spot to find me on social media uh, is in, uh, Instagram, Brian Breach. Then you got YouTube, Brian Breach 03. Then you got Facebook, Brian Breach 03. And Twitter, Brian underscore Breach. And guys, thank you so much for listening to my podcast with Brian and kind of learn from his stories and let's spread positivity and let's make your goals a reality. And with that, this is the end of the King Kumar podcast. King. All right, episode's over. Make sure you guys review the podcast. Make sure you guys rate the podcast. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Make sure you guys share it with three of your friends. And make sure you guys just do your part and help my podcast grow. And thank you for that. If you do do that, uh, it means a lot. And I'll be having more consistent podcasts um, in the coming weeks. I'll start to upload twice a week, too, so you have more content from myself for the tier ones and yeah again if you want to follow me on instagram my instagram is king dash like those little underscore thingies king i mean king kumar dash 23 on twitter you can find me by saying by typing king kumar's pod on youtube if you're into football search advage kumar and yeah all the links will be provided below so you can just click Click on it and follow me. Yeah, and share me. Share, tag me in your stories if you listen to my podcast and I'll repost it. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I hope you make your dreams and your goals come true. 
Peace out, guys. Hope you have a great weekend.